0: Hey guys, today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by W Energy. Are you still drinking your energy drinks out of a can? Stop that. This is the way to go now. W Energy Drink has no sugar, no calories, no artificial colors, none of that bad stuff, just the good stuff you want. Where can they go to get this, Brett?
1: They're going to go to dubbyenergydrink.com and use the promo code Horror to get 10% off. Throbbing with Horror is all one word. If you don't know how to spell it, look at what you're listening to
0: and take away the spaces. Yeah, go ahead check that out. You need, you know, maybe you're tired right now. You're like, "Man, I don't know if I can make it through this whole episode." Boom, W energy.
1: And horror hounds. This is Brett from Dimension Z. joined us. I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man?
0: What an excellent day for a podcast.
1: Oh yeah, it's very nice. I like it. Thank you. But yeah, fucking The Exorcist. Finally,
0: man, took us long enough. We're here though. Come on, people, give us a break. We have lots of stuff to get through, but we're
1: here. This is one that I asked you like a couple months ago. I was like, have we ever done The Exorcist? Because we've done so many now, I forget what we've done. And you're like, no, not yet.
0: Yeah, that took a while, but we're here. Um, yeah. Also, here's the thing. I never want to put on this movie. I love this movie, yeah. but the beginning feels like it's so long that like, <laughs> I'm always dreading putting on The Exorcist. But then once it's on, that's gone. You know what right. I mean? But in my head, for some reason, I never want to put on The Exorcist at the beginning.
1: There's a lot of build up to the big part that everyone wants to see the exorcism part, but it is still done extremely well that it's not like how many 80s B movies was it just like, okay, get through the boring people so we can get to to the cool monster. It's not that it's like, okay, I actually like these characters. I love the mom.
0: Oh, yeah. Like I said, once it's actually on none of that's there. But in my head, it's always like, oh, it's such a long build up to get to it.
1: Also, I don't know why I always thought it was like two and a half hours. It's two hours long.
0: Yeah, it's not terrible. It clocks in right under two, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, well, it's. Uh, I think it's like two hours and one minute.
0: Oh, okay. But uh, I'd say in the conversation for greatest horror movie of all time.
1: Oh, 100%. This is almost like when we cover Jaws or like one day when we do Psycho. It's like this movie has been done to death. Um, it's like The Shining, like everyone loves that movie Everyone talks about Jaws Like The Exorcist is one of those ones that shows up on every horror list But we both love the movie, so we wanted to cover it So it's just like, eh, we'll put the throbbing with horror twist on it
0: Yeah, we'll try to give you guys something new You've seen the movie, I'd hope If not, there's a good chance, go check it out
1: Oh yeah, and I don't even have to ask you if this is the first time you've seen it I've seen this since probably like elementary school
0: no, I've seen The Exorcist. In fact, I don't know if I saw it when I first saw The Exorcist. It's one of those movies, you know what I mean? Like it's been there for so long, I can't tell you my first watching of it.
1: Yeah, and the first time it was probably on like TNT or something, so it's all cut to hell.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I saw it in bits and pieces way before I ever saw it.
1: Your mother cooks socks in hell.
0: <laughs> yes, we've all. <laughs> but The Exorcist from 1973, rated R, directed by William Friedkin. I love his last name. I hate pronouncing it, but I love it.
1: Yes, uh, and written and produced by William Peter Blatty.
0: Ah. So, trying to think of what to go on with The Exorcist before we actually get started. Um, You've all seen it, so I'll just say, like, dumb things off the top of my head. Terrifying movie, and still holds up really well, I think. But every year, every few years, Britt, we get, this is this generation's Exorcist. They like to throw that label on everything. Yeah. I don't think it's actually ever been achieved.
1: No, this is the best exorcism movie there's ever been. And it ruined it for the rest of them. Because anytime you see it now, like when we covered The Conjuring, we were like, okay, that one was pretty okay. But it still goes to, like, goofy face. Because now they have to use CGI, of course. So this could be cartoon weird face.
0: Yeah, and it's weird because... The Exorcist, like you said, did kind of ruin it for everyone else, and that's not to say there aren't other good movies dealing with exorcisms and stuff, but it's always compared to The Exorcist. Any, like, horror podcast or article you see written about a movie doing that will compare it to The Exorcist. It's just ingrained in our brains at this point.
1: Oh, yeah, and like you said, too, of, I'm not, like, I'm not religious at all but still this movie gets to me somehow and it's just like the devil versus these priests i don't know what about it like actually scares me but it's just like i know like i don't believe in this stuff but i'm still like clinging to the side of my couch like during certain scenes <laughs>
0: It's weird you bring that up, because this movie, you would think, would be the opposite, but was actually endorsed by the Catholic Church when it came out. I don't know how that goes about doing, you go about doing that, but, like, when they're asked about it, like, is it blasphemous or anything, they said, it's strictly for adults due to language and other things, but no, they think it painted everything in a very positive light and all that kind of stuff.
1: So, uh, what, the Catholics, they can watch The Exorcist and The Blues Brothers.
0: Yeah, that's about it. They might be able to get away with Boondock Saints. I don't know.
1: Oh, maybe. Yeah, true.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's your options.
1: That that news story like years ago when like they endorsed the Blues Brothers, and I was like, really? I "I guess (laughs) there's a nun.
0: (laughs) But so the movie starts out not what you're expecting at all. It's this dig in Iraq and Iraq, Iraq. I never know what actual proper term I'm supposed to say. I don't know how to pronounce it. But they find this creepy statue and. Is this Father Marin?
1: Oh, uh, yes. Uh, Max von Sydow in old man makeup, which is actually, like, amazing, because it took me years to know that that wasn't just an old man.
0: Oh, yeah, he lo- that looks good, and it holds up well today, even on Blu-ray and streaming qualities and stuff like that. No, it still looks good.
1: And now we have old Max von Sydow, so we it actually, like, did a pretty good job of, like, aging him up
0: yeah if you look at his pictures today, it looks just like his exorcist makeup.
1: He could do a sequel like he survived,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, he's very concerned about what they've dug up here. They find this tiny little like thing that he's very concerned about it looks like the head off a statue, and the guys who are doing the dig also say there's all these things from different time periods buried right here, like is this stuff that's supposed to keep the evil in here?
1: Yeah, because they find like a little medallion thing and they're like, this isn't the right time period and stuff. So I'm guessing because it is also like buried back in this weird little like cubby hole in a cave almost of like they're digging out the trenches of like it's almost like if you've seen the Egypt like shit where they're like excavating old ruins. It's what looks like what they're doing, basically. And it's like they found a little cubbyhole that this thing's buried in. Yeah, and it's surrounded by all this weird stuff. It's Pazuzu.
0: Yeah, which we do get to see later on. But he leaves, he goes and gets some lunch, he goes back to his room, he's very concerned-looking the whole time. Finally, he goes back to the dig site, and this is where you get the full-on big Pazuzu statue.
1: Yes, and it's awesome. He's super excited. Uh, Him and Kane from See No Evil must have, like, they must be related or something, because he has, like, a foot-long boner. (laughs) (laughs) But there's, like, also, like, there's... um. A guy just kind of, like, looking at him creepy in, like, the distance, and then two dogs start fighting. Yeah, and, like, <laughs>
0: dude, tell me you don't get these vibes from this scene where he's standing there in the big blazing sun and everything. I always think of, um, Star Wars Luke standing there with the binary sunsets and everything with this scene.
1: Yeah, kinda, I get that.
0: But then... We're introduced to Chris and Reagan and Chris is in bed and she hears this rat upstairs or this big noise coming from the attic.
1: Yeah, basically it goes from um, Iraq to uh, they're in D.C. They're in Georgetown, D. C., uh, Washington, D.C., which is pretty cool that this whole movie takes place like also pretty close to like our area just a couple hours away.
0: Yeah, you can there's still some of the things there that you can see, like the stairs, I think, are still there and everything.
1: Yeah, the um my seventh grade science teacher had a family member who was homeless who lived on those stairs, he told us. Oh no shit. Yeah, he that was also the teacher that introduced me to punk rock. I love that guy. <laughs> oh
0: but um Chris is an actress and so she's on set like filming this big scene about a school being shut down and all this kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, and she's asking the director, and the director seems like he's wasted the entire movie, like, the entire time he's in this movie. He's directing, he's drunk, he's slurring, because she's like, what's my inspiration? What's my motivation? And he's like, I don't know, the school's being shut down, and you don't want it to happen.
0: That's Burke, who I love in this movie. He's drunk the entire time.
1: Especially later, he just starts picking on that guy, I know we'll get there, but...
0: Oh, yeah. It's weird. <laughs>
1: but um, we see Father, uh is a, yes, Father, no, it's not Marin, Karis, Father Karis standing there uh, watching the movie because he, uh, watching the movie being shot because I guess he, well, it would just be fun to see a movie shoot. But he seems to yeah. be kind of a fan of these.
0: Yeah, and we come to find out he's a big film buff later on and everything like that.
1: Yeah, which is, Pretty cool, because, like, the one time I ever hung out with a priest, it was so weird of them not, like, immediately to start talking about church stuff. It's like, okay, well, what kind of pizza do you like? What kind of beer do you like? It's like, oh, th- you can like things.
0: But after filming, she's walking home, and we hear the amazing score for the first time in the movie.
1: Oh, yes. And it's not, like, because everyone knows that, um, it's actually just comes from a song, correct, Tubule- uh, Tubular Bells?
0: Oh, I'm not sure, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it's like this long, I'm pretty sure it's like this extremely long, like, prog rock kind of song, where it's one of the ones where it's like one song is 20 minutes long, and this is just like a tiny little sliver of the song.
0: Oh, well, fits perfectly, and they use it so many times, I love it.
1: Yeah. And is it trick or treat at this moment? Do I see trick yes. or treaters behind her? Okay. I noticed that too. The kids go running by in costumes, and I see like a jack o' lantern, and I'm like, yeah, it's a Halloween movie. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird, though, because it's not
0: when all this crazy stuff goes on, it's never even mentioned. It's just one day, like a very minor day in this movie, but they threw it in there.
1: And all of this is going on, like this starts around Halloween. That could have been the entire movie, and so many other movies would do that. But like you said, it's almost like a passing thing of they don't even think about that.
0: yeah, but she goes home and Reagan's talk about everything she did today with uh, the nanny and all this kind of stuff, and she's going on about wanting a horse, and you know, it's just a cute kid happy with her mom, you know, establishing the whole family oh. dynamic.
1: It's so great. They establish Chris and Reagan are like the perfect mother-daughter duo of like they have the perfect little life and Reagan is like super smart, but she's also like witty and funny and like uh, she gives shit back to her mom, and the mom's like, Oh, Reagan, like one of those. And it sets was like, Oh, it's the perfect little family to I am Pazuzu. I know they don't say that in this movie, but
0: <laughs> fuck me, fuck me. <laughs> i think it you have to have that though where the movie doesn't work if you don't buy like how great this fa- like relationship between these two is like like love them as a mother daughter the movie doesn't work because then you don't feel bad for the mom and, like you're worried for reagan any of that stuff later on it's not you see how far she falls when she's possessed and that's really to be honest what makes the whole thing work
1: oh yeah because like reagan is making like little wacky like Uh, sculptures out of clay it's like a wacky little bird and whatnot and she like is drawing all these weird pictures and stuff but it's like a happy lion and they're talking about like um your birthday's coming up like uh what do you want to do well i have i'll like have these five extremely like expensive things lined up for you to do that day how's that sound okay (laughs) okay
0: Father Karras goes, ho- uh, not home, to his mother's home to take care of her for a little bit, spend some time with her. She, his name's Damien Karras, she always calls him Dimmy, it's very cute.
1: Dimmy! And for the longest time, because this time every, like, usually when I watch a movie for the show, I put on captions. And I've, I've found out so many things. I thought for the longest time they were Italian, they're Greek.
0: It's close enough. I mean, Mediterranean, yeah. Yeah,
1: but it's uh, speaking in Greek, or speaking Greek, or whatever, and I was like, oh, okay, I always thought they were Italians.
0: Yeah, but, you know, it's just, his mom's not doing well, she talks about how someone came to visit her, oh, when did he stop by? A month ago?
1: Which also, then, how often does Karis stop by to see her?
0: I think he stops by regularly, and she's, like, getting old and forgetful and, like, piecing oh. things together as she goes on and stuff. I, at least that's the way I took it. That's what I thought that was supposed to be.
1: I have spent so many nights, though, like this mother, of I'll just sit in my chair and just, like, stare off into space and put on a podcast. Like, she's listening to the radio, but I'll be listening to a podcast just with nothing on. Just like, ah, ha ha, ha, you tell him Walt. She also has, like, what's up with her leg? Is it, like, it's injured or something, but it has this giant, like, wrapping on it of... Is it just, like, old people's skin that doesn't heal right, or...
0: Oh, there's a bunch of conditions that could be... I'm not even sure which one it is. I'm sure anyone with, like, a medical background knows instantly. It's not that uncommon or anything.
1: Right. But yeah, she has this giant, like, wrap on her leg, and uh, Father Karras is like, you can't go up and down the steps all the time, like... You have people to help you, call me, like and she's having none of it. She he brings up about like, well, what about going into like a home where you can have a television and interact with other people? And it's that like old school like the people that came over on the boat and they're like, No, this is my house.
0: I mean, be fair, I'd be the same way. Like, yeah,
1: no. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd fuck you. You're not sticking me with all these other old people. I may be old, but I still don't like old people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, back with Reagan and Chris, Reagan has found a Ouija board in the basement and shows Chris, and we're introduced to Captain Howdy.
1: Yeah, and it's so like, and the fact that Reagan gives the name Captain Howdy to it, because Chris is like, "Oh, uh, who are you talking to?" Is a like, Captain Howdy. <laughs> and Chris is like, oh,
0: who's that? <laughs> but it's her trying to play with the Ouija board by herself, and Chris is like, no, you need two people. She goes, No, it answers for me. And she what does she ask? is my mom pretty or something like that?
1: Yeah, and it's like, yeah, is my mom the prettiest girl in the whole world? And it just doesn't move. It's like, Captain Howdy, that's not very nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's jumping around a lot because Damien yeah. Father Carris is at the bar with Father Thomas. And this is just to establish him. He's like, I need out. I'm unfit. I've lost my faith, Tom. So, like, he's a priest struggling with his own faith. He's basically, like, a psychologist priest. Am I correct?
1: Yes. Uh, the, I believe the church sent him to become a psychologist or a psychiatrist or one of those psychologists, I think. Um. So it's almost like that has maybe has shaken his faith or something. And something like uh, there's just a lot of bad going on in the world. Because also, like, at one point, he's going to catch the metro. And you hear, like, there's a homeless guy laying there. He's like, Can you help me out, father, for an old altar boy? And he just, like, quickly, like, goes away from him. He doesn't do, like, the godly thing. It's like, Oh, sure, son. Let me help you to a soup kitchen. Or, you know.
0: Yeah, I think. It's just wearing on him. He's not like fully in it, and so it makes him a good like main character in this to be the one who has to find that to do the exorcism and everything. Yeah, just a few more things. Chris trying to call Reagan's father on her birthday. He doesn't even pick up, so they're split. He's doing his own thing, and
1: yeah, he's in. She Europe. She wakes
0: up, yeah, in Europe. Yeah, wakes up for work the next day, and Reagan's in bed with her. She's like, "What are you doing in here? My bed was shaking." That's our first signs of everything, I guess.
1: That and the, like, weird noises in the attic, I would also say. Yeah, true. they keep saying, like, oh, it's rats. And the landlord, whoever they're, uh, written the house from, I think it, like, seems like that kind of person. It's like, there's no rats up there. It's like, well, I heard something. It's like, oh, it must have been pipes. It's like, pipes don't scurry.
0: I thought it was, like, staff for her. Like, goes out and gets groceries and everything. Because she's an actress. Like, she's rich and everything. Like, she's famous. I thought it was, like staff like she has the nanny and whatever he does.
1: Okay. Well it also make I love too that they've made it where uh Chris, like the main uh character, kind of with Reagan and the others, but um is like a famous actress. Like that's it's not just like regular old like it's not like the conjuring of it's like, oh it's just a regular family or whatever. Like she's walking down the street and is getting recognized. Like even later uh, the cop comes to investigate some stuff and is asking for her autograph. Even when yeah, she's it's extremely touch. like, extremely distressed and like all this shit's going on with her daughter, but she still has to put on the, like, oh, you've seen that movie six times? Oh, that's amazing. Kind of like fake voice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but right after my bed was shaking, I hear the attic noise again. She goes up with the candle. She doesn't see anything, but the flame like bursts. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, how do I describe, like, shoots up like a blaze?
1: Yeah, it's like a flamethrower.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And, the, but then she gets scared by, I forget, one of the, uh, the guy that was talking about the rats, but then it's never brought up again about the flamethrower candle. Like, my <laughs> mind would immediately go to, there's a gas leak.
0: Yeah, exactly. She doesn't even, like, question that.
1: No, just like, oh, you scared me, let's go back downstairs, Do doo do doo do.
0: At the church that Father Thomas works at, we find that the Mary statue has been defiled and like messed up and everything. Here's the—I do have a question about this. What is this? Is it just coincidence?
1: Um, Well, it's also like weird things that goes on throughout the entire movie. Like when Father Marin was at the dig site and he was talking to the one other guy, and he had the little stat figurine. uh, The clock stopped. Like, all of a sudden, the dogs are fighting by, like, the ancient statue. There's weird noises in the attic. Yeah, I've contributed to that, kind of.
0: I get that, but this one doesn't feel like a demon went in there with some spray paint and stuff. Like, yeah. I feel like this has to be someone, like, or, an actual person did this. Did Possessed Reagan wake up in the middle of the night and do <laughs> this?
1: It's like, there will one. he's like, I foretell one day there will be a singer called Madonna. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, or it, I it could also be like there's like a bunch of ruffians around or something maybe, and like the evil went to them and made them do it.
0: Yeah, I just feel like that was never touched upon again. But yeah, you can fill it in
1: however like, you want. Weird white face bazuzu, like breaks into the church as a yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Damien Karras' mom is at the hospital, I believe, in like a psych ward, and we find out her his brother put her in there as like, she can go somewhere else with whose money, Damien, yours, and he just doesn't have much money to put her somewhere better or anything, and I'm not sure when it's exactly revealed, but she does pass away very quickly after this.
1: Oh yeah, because it's like the next scene or something, I believe a couple priests are talking, and they're like, oh yeah, uh, Father Karras's, uh mother died, and it's something about she wasn't found and stuff, and...
0: Yeah, just but yeah, she passed away there. So just more shit piling up on this dude.
1: Yes, and he already feels horrible about having to put her in there because he goes to visit her, like you said, with the brother, and um, immediately she's like, "Dimmy, why, why did you put me in this place, Dimmy? What did I do? I cuss you, I cuss." <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there's a rat party, I guess, for the. Movie at where Chris and Reagan are staying, and Reagan comes downstairs and just, I guess, couldn't find the bathroom. <laughs> she
1: just pisses her pants. Well, it, it's such a great thing because she walks into the room and the priest is playing the piano and everyone's drunk and singing and having a great time. It's like, Oh, look, I think we have a uh, little visitor here. How are you doing, Reagan? It's like, Y'all gonna die tonight. I'm just like, and the mom's like, Reagan, honey, like, but... I mean, I I'd be wanna...
0: concerned, too, especially knowing you're a kid and she doesn't pull shit like this.
1: Yeah, like, oh, no, she's just very sick. Like, I've been extremely sick. I've never just gone down in front of company and pissed.
0: <laughs> yeah, threaten their lives and pee yourself.
1: Oh, this party is so great, though, too, because it Burke is extremely drunk during this party, and I think it's a waiter that's going around, and he's a Swiss man, and Burke keeps being like, you Nazi scum, you son of a bitch, you know Goebbels, don't you? He's like, I'm Swiss, like leave me alone, to the point (laughs) of like, he follows him into the kitchen and the butler guy's like fixing up more hors d'oeuvres it's like, you Nazi pig he's like, fuck you, asshole in a fist fight <laughs> they end up like kicking
0: Burke out of his own party.
1: They're like, they, and it's like the kind of like he can't stand up. He's like, i so sorry if I caused the sin. And it's like, okay, the car's at the end of the drive, but I'm glad they throw in a line of like, so and so will drive you home. Not, oh, here's the keys.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even for seventies, that looks good. But yeah. After the party, Reagan screams for Chris, Chris runs in, and she sees the bed shaking for the first time, and poor Linda Blair still has back problems from this.
1: Yes, um, and also, Chris, I believe, is this where, um, yeah, but Chris goes in, and she gets, like, thrown against the wall kind of thing, and the dresser comes towards her. When they, they had a- No, that's not here yet. Oh, it's not, okay.
0: No, it was the first discovery of it all.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, like, Reagan's just, like,
0: bouncing up and down off the bed, but not, like, by her own body. Like, she's being thrown up and down, like, slammed onto the bed, lifted back up again. The bed shaking, she's screaming, and that's pretty much it. But it's the first time Chris is seeing, oh, shit, something really bad is up.
1: And this is, like, goes to, like, I love that she immediately, because they ask her later, like, well, are you religious? And she's like, no. Because she immediately goes to the hospital and to all these doctors and scientists. It's like figure out what's wrong with my daughter, which means like they hook her up to like the screaming machine, where it's like her head gets put in between these like metal pieces, and it just goes. They rah, 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 rah. <laughs> <laughs> just have
0: her set up in this dude. I feel so bad for this kid. All the tests she goes through. Because oh, yeah. look, one medical tests aren't cheap, and two, the, all these ones look very painful or at least uncomfortable to say the least in some of them but she's going through every scan injection like mri whatever they can do to find what's on and every single time they're like no nope, brain scans completely normal not not this let's check this goes to a different doctor another painful test it is always no everything's fine
1: yeah cuz at one point after like the first round they're like well we still don't know what's wrong well, we'll have to give her another spinal. And it's just like, you gotta be kidding me. The mom's like, fuck you.
0: (laughs) You they first, they think it was just a convulsion, and she has a lesion in her temporal lobe, which, that's not it. And then, there's more arriving at the house later. Like, this is going on, I'm assuming, months or at least weeks. Like, uh, over time. And doctors arrive at the house, and Reagan is thrashing in bed, and this is the... Oh. disturbing to have a little girl yelling, fuck me! Fuck me! With the cross and everything.
1: Fuck me! Fuck me! She's, like, stabbing the cross into a region you do not want to be stabbing at. And then, yeah, she, like, shoves her mom's head down between her legs. It's like, lick me! Lick me! And the mom's head comes back up and her face is covered in blood That's fucking, like, freaky as shit.
0: This, look, if you rated the, like, craziest scenes in this movie, like disturbing or weird or whatever, this is towards the top, definitely.
1: Masturbating with the crucifix, yes.
0: And not even, like, a normal uh, you know, I don't want to talk about a kid masturbating, because <laughs> we <man>, Never mind. <laughs> yeah, It's just fucking terrifying and things you don't expect to see is shocking still. Yeah.
1: Especially because this goes from the little girl who's just like look at my kooky bird I made! do do
0: Yeah, they don't recommend sedate... um, I mean, they sedate her, but they don't recommend psychiatry for some reason?
1: Well, I also... I think because the very next scene... Because at this scene, they're like, no, psychiatry, no, we've got this. And they run more tests, and things just get worse. And then it's like, five minutes later, they're like, we think you should see a psychiatrist. (laughs) They're like, we give up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) on to the next department. Also, during all these, like, montages of all this, we do get... We found out that Karis' mom died, and we get the dream he has about the subway, where one of the most brilliant things they could have done. I love the quick flash of Pazuzu that you get. Yeah,
1: Great. I love the little quick flashes, because it's almost like Tyler Durden and Fight Club. If you don't exactly. know exactly where to look, you miss it. And
0: you know what was there, but you're almost questioning, wait, did I see that? Like one of those kind of things.
1: Yeah, it's so quick.
0: I, I just think it's genius that it was such a fun idea. Like whoever came up with that, I don't know if it's freaking or who did it, man. So smart.
1: Oh yeah. I also love this, um, scene because they talked about, I believe, um, father Karis and his mother used to live in New York city. Cause it looks like she's standing by the subway and he's like on a street corner, like with busy traffic. So he can't get to her. And she's like calling out to him. Like, "Demi." <laughs> <laughs>
0: But Chris comes home after being told to start looking for a psychiatrist and the lights are flickering. The phone's ringing, but no one's there. And then she goes into Reagan's room and it's cold and she can see her breath, but the window's open. She closes it and she's like, where is everybody? And the Sharon, the nanny, comes back home. She's like, what are you doing? She goes, well, Burke was watching him while I went out for medicine. And then you find out he fell down the steps and died right outside the house.
1: Yeah. And, um... Yeah, it's so, like, because this is sets up of, like, this is one of the first time the room is this cold, where Linda Blair, to this day, has, like, an aversion to coldness because of how long she had to stay in that, like, room that was, like, was under whatever degrees to make you be able to see your breath. Because now it's almost setting up of, like, okay, well, Reagan's going through all this, like, they think mental stuff, but now, did she kill somebody?
0: Yeah, we'll get there. They really start looking into it. But side note, as much as I'm praising this movie and saying, man, it's a masterpiece, which it is. I don't ever condone like some of the way these directors were. Not just this one, like The Shining comes to mind, for example, too, and things like that. Look, you can make an incredible movie without being an asshole and putting your cast in danger and stuff like that.
1: Oh like, yeah, it, it
0: sucks they did that, but I mean I still love the final product. I think you still could have got that good of a final product without some of the things these people did.
1: And like I think there's also ways to do it. Like I know Hitchcock was known to be like an asshole director, but he would like scream at you to like get your nerves all up or like throw a bird at you and like the birds, <laughs> he threw birds at the main actress or like he would make you do like a take like a few extra times or something but it was nowhere near of like well we're gonna like yank you by this cord when you're not expecting it to get a genuine reaction quote unquote but now you have back problems forever like same exact layer or it, yeah it's an amazing movie and it, i love it but you don't need to do that
0: <laughs> no That's all. I wanted to make sure no one confused my praise for the movie with condoning that. That's all.
1: No, we need to hurt more actors.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, some of them could use it, but no. No, don't do that. (laughs) Reagan's being interviewed by a psychologist, and he goes, I'm speaking to the person inside Reagan now, and a picture just falls right then. And Reagan's all evil looking and attacks the doctor by grabbing him by the crotch and
1: everything. And he's like, Rah! it's such a crazy, it almost reminds you of like Basket Case when Belial grabs him by the crotch. and he's Yeah, very there. much. Yeah, but it's, it's just so funny.
0: Father Karras is running, looking just like Rocky. And I think that's yes. at, before I even remember the line. He looks straight up like Stallone and Rocky. He's running as a homicide detective is sitting on the bench and starts talking to him. And he goes, they said you'd look like a boxer. You definitely do. And he starts talking to him about... Do you know anything about witchcraft and all this kind of stuff? He's like, someone's been, because they're talking about the defiling of the Mary statue at the church and some other things, and asks about the director, he thinks they're connected somehow when someone's practicing witchcraft or some kind of evil.
1: Yeah, and this detective is—he is unrelenting. It's almost like if Columbo was in this movie for some reason. One more thing—you know what? He's good though. He's oh, right. Yeah. He figures it out like before, like anyone else would have. But he, he has that great Columbo approach to things, a very nonchalant, like, he's not going to come up and scream at you or anything. Like, he's very easygoing, but he's persistent. And, like, even later when you could tell Chris, the mom, wants to, like, get him out of her house. It's like, oh, you probably don't want more coffee, do you? He's like, oh, yes, I'll have more. You see the look on her face of, like, fuck you.
0: Yeah, and... He starts to ask about, like, you're a psychologist, you, you talk to a lot of the people, ones who might be more troubled, and he says about how it's, whatever, like, patient confidentiality is, but with a priest, whatever, however that goes.
1: Well, it's something about, like, how they say it, like, I think, because he says something of, well, if you try to use me, I'll just say they said in confession, because I guess nothing you say in confession can be used against you? Correct, yeah. Okay.
0: Reagan's back at the clinic being observed and tested more, and there's a room full of doctors basically just <laughs> guessing. And this is where... I like the way they write this, though. This is where they do recommend an exorcism, but yeah. it is smart because they're like, it works, but not for the reason people think. So, because I'm like, well, it wouldn't make... I still can't buy the room full of doctors would just straight up be like your kid's possessed. But right. they do say it works, but not for the reason people think. It's the power of suggestion, like make people think this psychologically can somehow sometimes bring them out of it, which is so much better than them just being your kid is possessed by a demon.
1: Exactly. It's like, uh, almost a mental game of like, well, we need to get through to her somehow mate. this has been shown to work before, but this is one of my favorite scenes because it's Chris is sitting in the room and she says she's talked to like 80, some different doctors and scientists and psychologists and whatnot. And there's this room full of, like, white coats. And it's like, are you religious? And she's like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Who's
0: <laughs> Are you telling me I should take my daughter to a witch doctor? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Back home, Chris finds a crucifix under Reagan's pillow. All the house staff denies putting it there. And the detective shows up and starts talking to Chris. By the way, he did mention to Father Carris that Burke's head was twisted around at an unnatural, like angle or whatever, like that wouldn't happen from the fall.
1: Yeah, it's like a one in one, one in a thousand shot of the head was completely twisted around. Of like, he even says something about like it's almost like a giant, extremely strong man had to like do it or something. Like yeah. how the head would have to hit on the stairs to do it, it's like impossible.
0: But he's talking to Chris now, and he thinks a strong man killed Burke and pushed him out the window. And he sees clay figurines that Reagan would make, like the one that was found at the bottom of the stairs. But he plays it so well here and everything, he does ask for the autograph for his daughter. just of course, what's her name? And he pauses. and goes, I have to tell you I lied. The autograph is for me.
1: And this is where he's like, oh, yes, Angel, I saw that six times. And you can tell she's like, oh, really? That's very nice. This is also right after she's he's like, you don't want more coffee, do you? And he's like, yes, please. And she's like, God, fuck, get out of my house.
0: <laughs> he does leave after he gets his autograph. And then upstairs, things are starting to fly all over the room. And we get the let Jesus fuck you scene. <laughs> you know? This is where Chris meets with Father Karras, and she has a big black eye and everything from... That was the one with the dresser and everything, like, was up there. And she has a big black eye from everything. She meets with Father Karras. She she asks about an exorcism, and he's even skeptical. He says, it's always mental illness. It's never actually needed an exorcism.
1: Yeah, like, uh, I, there hasn't been, like, you're wanting to get a priest from the 16th century, like exorcism isn't a thing anymore now that we know about mental illness and all these different kinds of things and she just breaks down crying of just like i've talked to 80 some doctors they sent me to you now you want to send me back to them just someone help me you ever
0: think of how many poor people who were just struggling like with health issues back in the day though were (laughs) strapped down to beds while people held crosses and screamed at them (laughs) like back in the day you ever think about how much that probably went on
1: Oh god, it's just like, I'm having a bad day, leave me alone! <laughs> Stop throwing water on me! We need to drink that!
0: <laughs> but he does agree to see her he does, as a psychologist, though, not as an exorcist.
1: Right, but as soon as, like, because he then goes back to the house with her, and it almost like seems like as soon as he sees her, it's just like, oh, okay.
0: Well, think, if you walked up into that room and saw this evil, like, green rotted skin girl strapped down, staring at you like that, I'd be like, yeah, that's a demon. Yeah, 100%.
1: Yep. Yep. I'm not gonna be the one doing it, but you need an exorcist.
0: (laughs) And Reagan starts taunting him about his mother and everything, and then... Pukes the green bile all over him. Holy shit! This scene works so well, even when you know the behind the scenes of the special effects and everything. I can turn that part of my brain off, and I'm like, man, that scene works so good
1: because it comes out of nowhere. Karis is almost being a little cocky and whatnot around her, being like, "Oh come on, you don't really know anything." Blah blah blah. It's just like, Bleh! it's like that's like the only thing she has because she's like strapped down. It's like I can puke on you. Yeah.
0: he's downstairs Chris is washing a shirt and like ironing it and everything and
1: yeah side note it's not good enough that she washed your clothes and stuff for you you also have to make the actress iron your clothes
0: I think that's more her though because if she's ironing his stuff that keeps him there longer and she can like talk and try to convince him more and stuff like that
1: yeah and maybe like trying to busy herself with something else of just like I don't know, I've had things on my mind before, and I'm just like, well, I'm just going to focus that into doing the dishes.
0: Exactly. Before leaving, he does say, are you aware that my mother died? She goes, I did hear that. He goes, did Reagan know? And she's like, no, I wouldn't have told her that. He's like, no one else told her no, because he's like, how the hell did she know my mom's dead?
1: Yeah. And how to perfectly imitate her voice. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> Yeah. He leaves, and the detective sees him leaving, so all of his clues are coming together here. You're like, oh, a clue! Uh, He sees Reagan again, and this is where she starts speaking Latin and all these other languages to him, because that's one of the signs that you actually need one, speaking languages you don't know. And he sprinkles the holy water on her, and she starts reacting to it and everything. But after, when he's talking to Chris, he goes, it wasn't holy water, it was just tap water.
1: Well, it's a great also in that scene, because Father Karis sits down on, like, the stool and Reagan makes the drawer open and harris like looks at her and with like a little smile and like closes it and it's like do it again in time it's like no do it again right now in time
0: do you think that pazuzu wants to make him think that reagan is faking it is that what some of this is
1: i think it's just anything to keep like i well i want to stay in here for as long as i can
0: so like, but the reacting to the fake water. I'm assuming Pazuzu knew it wasn't holy water. So, is it reacting or, to that? Like, so that way he's like, "Oh, this girl's faking it. We're not going to do an exorcist." Or an
1: exorcism, something of they thought it was holy water, and it's almost like if you're about to get punched or something and you flinch. So they're almost just like still reacting to that, or like you said, are they taunt? Is it taunting them?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I almost think it's trying to get him off their case. Like, no, go away. We're faking it.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, because even, um, they, uh, take the recording to, uh, the, he, I don't think he takes it right to the church. He takes it to someone else, I think, and they listen to it. They're like, oh yeah, it's English. It's just backwards. Yeah, through a
0: linguist they, or something like that.
1: They play it backwards, and it's something about, like, fear the priest, stay away from the priest. So, like, they don't like that he's there.
0: Exactly. And... He's about to, like, tell her to, like, no, we're not doing this any further, and then she tells him, I think she killed Burke, and that's where they're okay, I'm gonna pursue it, he goes and realizes what she said backwards, Sharon calls him back to the house, the nanny or the maid, and he's like, what, he goes, I didn't want her to see, but come look, and this is where you see the help me on the stomach. Oh.
1: And that is fun. That's chilling as hell. Of, like, Reagan still in there, like, etching, like, in her own skin. Like, please help me. Because it's not even, like, cuts or anything. It's, like, whelps.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, do you... Did you watch the original version or that weird version with the extra stuff added in?
1: I watched the original version because I did not get the spider walk.
0: Exactly. Okay, I did too. Uh, I've seen the spider walk cut. It's cool. I don't think it adds anything necessary in there, to be honest.
1: No, it doesn't need to be in there. It's cool that it exists, and now like you can see it. But yeah, it's not like, eh. It's kind of it. uh, I also kind of see where they're coming from. Of, it is a little weird looking. Of, it doesn't quite look right. But I almost uh, take that into just the demonic part of it. Is what I say in my mind. But you can tell it looks a little weird. Also, like she starts like spitting all this blood out of her mouth. Like up until that point, it's just like green stuff that you can almost um pass off as like mucus and bile and stuff like stomach things
0: yeah and once you get to the blood it's almost pushing it to that okay she's gonna die and start taking you out of it
1: yeah a little bit of like it's a little too like i know she gets all like the uh scars on like the cuts on her face and she looks like she's bruised and whatnot but it's not like she's like spitting up blood
0: yeah Uh, The Exorcism gets approved, and Father Marin, who's doing the whole dig thing at the beginning of the movie, is selected. And he arrives at the house with the most awesome camera shot in the world with the music and everything.
1: Yes, it's so awesome. It's the cover of the movie. It's, like, every poster. It's been a meme of, like, everything has done the Exorcist poster, like, their own take on it.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it does look great.
1: Oh, it looks awesome.
0: And he's going over with Damien what to do. He says it's important to avoid excess conversation with the demon. Ask what you need, get your information, but don't engage anything else.
1: Well, one thing I know I think they're supposed to do is go to confession first, so that there's nothing like that you're hiding that the demon can like attach to, of like, oh, no one else knows this. It's like everything's out in the open, so they have nothing to go after.
0: Oh, okay. Did not know. But the exorcism begins with just the greatest opening line from Pazuzu Reagan. Stick your cock up your ass.
1: <laughs> it's also another great one. What a lovely, what an excellent day for an exorcism.
0: Yes. Um, you know, you guys know this scene. This is the Your Mother Sucks Cocks in Hell scene.
1: Your mother sucks cocks in hell, Terrence. You.
0: Which you've seen done to death and meme to death. But, like, think, she's messing with Damien like crazy at this point.
1: Yeah. your mother sucks cocks in hell. Blah, blah. Um, the demon voice by uh, it was Mercedes McCambridge, who she has a, like a weird little backstory to like how she got her voice, like the demon voice. Of she was, um, sober for like a ton of years, but she, the only way that she could come up to get the demon voice raspy enough is she like chain smoked and like guzzled whiskey while her. While, like, a priest or her sponsor or someone was, like, right there with her.
0: Yeah, that's another example. Right there. Remember her, like, hey, we can do this without freezing people and breaking their backs? Yeah, maybe you don't have the recovering addict like drink whiskey to get your voice.
1: No, it was her idea. So I think she just saw a way of, like, well, I can just say it's for the role and I can drink again for a little bit. It's for the role! (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that's not a great idea. Yeah, like, oh. Okay, are you sure? Yes. I can't just do this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we've been doing it the whole time. Maybe not great, but if we can do it that good, you can find someone to do it. Yeah. But the bed starts floating, and the green bile that she spit up earlier, you know, the pea soup, starts, like, flowing out of her mouth here, which is even grosser to me than the puke scene.
1: Well, because, um... Uh, Father Marin is like uh, doing the sign of the crossover and stuff. Is throwing the holy water like crazy. Um, at one point, he takes the um, I I don't know what any of this is called, but it's like the thing going over his shoulders, like the tapestry the thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like pushing that up against her face, and that that's where she turns her head, and just like a gallon of this stuff, it looks like just spills onto the sacred piece of cloth thing. Where they're like, okay, and then he hands it off to Karis. It's like, oh, thanks. Where he has to then go in there and wash it off and shit. Yeah, the
0: the head spin is just terrifying. And also, is like, tells Damien, you left your mother to die.
1: Yes, Um, the head spin is. I mean. Like you said, there's so many parts of this movie that's been parodied, like, a million times. That head spin has been, it's like the Matrix thing, where they're, like, dodging the bullets. Like, everyone's done it. Yeah. But in this version, the very original, there's a reason why it's done to death, because it's so awesome.
0: Oh, definitely. It, that, it all goes back to why we've done it so many times. Yeah. Yeah. And- She's somehow freed herself from her restraints, and she just starts floating on her own. And this is where they're holding the crucifixes up, doing the power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you! The The power power of Christ Christ compels you! She does start sinking back to the bed. They put the restraints back on, and then the whole room starts shaking like crazy. And the Pazuzu statue just appears there to Marin.
1: Yeah, out of nowhere... Um, because uh they like try to tie Reagan back up with like the best they can, but her arms are now kind of free but tied together. And so like I for what's the it almost looks like a wrestling move of just like the two arms to the back of the neck and it
0: That is a double axe handle, you are correct.
1: And it's treated like it's a wrestling event because he like overacts, he's like, Whoa, and he goes like sprawling to the floor, like he's out for the count. Counterpoint,
0: I don't think it's overacting. Remember what the detective said. An extremely strong man would need this kind of strength. Oh, yeah. So it probably it was probably like getting a hit from Hulk Hogan doing one of those.
1: Oh, true. I'm still thinking it's like little 12-year-old Reagan. Yeah, it's like, the Hulkster's coming for you, bro.
0: <laughs> then Marin goes, let's rest before we start again. I didn't realize there were intermissions in an exorcism.
1: Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. You want a chilly dilly?
0: <laughs> I would think, granted, I'm not an
1: exorcist, but, like, once you start, hey, you're in this to the end. I didn't know you yeah. could, like, do time out. Well, they did mention earlier in the movie that there was, like, an exorcism that took, like, a month that, like, almost killed Father Marin or something. But it's also, like, okay, how does that work? Do you keep just taking five-minute breaks where he's like, okay, well, that's enough for tonight. I'm gonna clock out. That's a solid eight hours.
0: I feel like you tag out once in a while, have your backup in there going while you get some Zs, and then you come back in.
1: Yeah. It's almost like spoilers for that horrible nun movie, but that's almost like kind of what they're doing of like, they always have to constantly be praying to keep the demon away. And they like pray in shifts.
0: See, makes sense. But Marin's in the bathroom taking his meds and Damien walks in solo to Reagan's room and he sees his mother there instead of Pazuzu Reagan. And he starts going crazy and everything. And Marin tells Damien leave the room He's going at it by himself now.
1: And... Yeah, what medication is he taking constantly? Like, I almost feel like it's like opium or something, like some old-school drug that he's still taking for some reason.
0: <laughs> he can get through the Vatican.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, they got the hookup. It's these, like, weird little tiny, like, mint-looking pills.
0: Yeah, they do look like mints.
1: And they're not in, like, a prescription bottle. It's in this weird, like, metal clasp thing.
0: Right then the doorbell rings, and it's the detective at the worst time in the world. But Damien goes back into the room, and Maren's dead.
1: Oh, yeah, and it's so fucked up, because Reagan is just, like, kind of, like, slumped over, like, leaning against the bedpost, just, like, chewing her fingers, just kind of, like, looking off into space. Well, at first she's just looking off into space, like, there's no, nothing behind those eyes. And then she starts laughing. And that's when uh, Damien is, like... Done with this shit because he grabs her, starts beating the fuck out of 12 year old Reagan. He's like punching her in the face. And then he's like, Come into me, take me to the demon. And the demon does because it's really fucked up. Of like, you see his like, <gasps> and like his eyes go all weird. And like he sees Reagan laying there because now the demon's out of her. So she's just crying and the demon's about to kill her. But then like, uh, Karis like takes back control for a second. He's like, "No!" and throws himself out the window and goes tumbling down the stairs.
0: I mean, I'm not an expert, obviously, so I'm just a big dummy guessing here. But I imagine if you're a demon, if you can bag a priest, is like a bigger blow to God. You know what I mean? Than just a random girl. So with him, and I don't think you could normally, but with him willingly offering himself, it's like, oh shit, we don't get this chance often.
1: He's going back to hell, and Satan's like Pazuzu, look at this guy, everyone. Why can't you be more like this guy? He got a priest. Started at a twelve-year-old girl, got a priest. That's an upsell.
0: I don't think it works, though, because they get him at the end. Because when he tumbles out of the steps, there's another priest just outside, I guess, who gives a bloody Damien his last rites. So I, I think like he got it on a technicality there, and Pazuzu lost.
1: Yeah, but also you have to think that it's almost like they uh they almost came back. about They were down like 30 to nothing or something, and they came back, but they uh, like lost by one point. Exactly. Like, you tried, Pazuzu. This guy has heart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he dies there at the bottom of the steps where everyone dies, and <laughs> cuts to obviously sometime later, Chris and Reagan are getting ready to move, and the priest who showed up to give Damien his last rites goes over to them, says goodbye. We see that Reagan is a happy, healthy, normal girl again, and she's given Damien's pendant, and that's the end of the movie.
1: Yeah, uh, Chris says something about, like, she doesn't remember anything, and the priest is like, well, that's probably for the best.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, She's all scarred up now, but I'm surprised she got normal-looking as she did after seeing how she was.
1: Oh, yeah, there's, like, a little bit of marks on her face, and you can tell it's, like, a little bruised. But from what she was, like, 24 hours ago, wonderful.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, so that's The Exorcist.
1: Yeah, holy shit, fucking love this movie. It, I haven't seen it all the way through in a little while, and it was so much fun to revisit it.
0: Oh, it, I saw it, I actually rewatched Exorcist uh, about a year ago. It was But it has been a while till then, so it was nice to watch it again for this.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, you wanna get Count of the Dead? Yeah,
1: let's get into the Count of the Dead.
0: Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Alright, the Throckmorton Count of the Dead where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you think we
1: got with The Exorcist? I'm always wrong, but I think there were three. You
0: wanna name them off for me?
1: Well, there's, uh, Father Karras, of course. Father Marin, and Burke.
0: Okay. So that will be a Count of the Dead of three. It is a Count of the Dead of four. Damn it! See, you—you you forgot the mom.
1: Which mom? Oh yeah, that's right. The Karis's mom. Late. Yeah, the old woman. That's right. Fuck.
0: I—I I knew that was gonna be it too. That's what made you list them off. Because I even thought when I was doing my notes, I'm like, oh, as soon as I put that tally down, I'm like, that's gonna be the, the yeah. trick one on this one.
1: Sorry, Mother Karis. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's Count of the dead. Ah ah ah. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. Do the ratings! Do the ratings! So I'll take something from the movie, and I rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. I come up with that thing right now. I'm going to do levels of demons you could be possessed by. Okay. So this is coming from the demon's point of view, let's say. So it's not like the it would be the opposite way if you were the person being possessed.
0: Alright, I'm trying to follow.
1: Okay, so you're the you're the, you're looking from hell out, not from the oh I see I got it. Okay. So a number one version of a demon, the worst version of a demon. It's just like one that just like he knocked the picture over, or like okay this demon possesses you and you got an itchy scalp now, like it's the demon of psoriasis or something.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: um, I would think the worst one would is Satan a demon or is he above demons?
0: No, he's the ruler of hell. demons are like his servants, or whatever,
1: so like the number two demon, like Satan's the big bad, like he's Satan, not a demon, like the next one down of like it' it's almost like um in South Park when it's like Satan and Saddam Hussein, it's like Saddam Hussein or something, <laughs> okay, um, ah fuck. I'm gonna give The Exorcist perfect ten out of ten demons. I, it's pretty awesome. I love it so much. I love all the slow character building stuff in the very beginning, but that shouldn't be a shocker. I love Nosferatu, um, <laughs> but yeah, even then, it's the almost the best of both worlds, where you get the slow, cool character stuff that I love so much, but then you also get the, like the big, like grandiose demon stuff that I also like, but they're mashed together in the same movie. Extremely well. This movie could feel like two movies shoved together. Almost like Full Metal Jacket. Like, the beginning part's really awesome, but as soon as they get to the war, it kind of, like, really drops. Yeah. That's not this.
0: Uh, Look, if Shocking Nobody, I also went 10... Demons that could possess somebody out of 10. Look, if we didn't like, both 10, The Exorcist, we're a sham. Like, there's no (laughs) way anyone, like, in their right mind would go less on this, the way we do it.
1: Well, there's some other movies some people would say that about as well. Rocky Horror!
0: I gave it a fucking 9! I don't want to hear it!
1: Didn't give it a 10.
0: (laughs) But anyway, yeah, so, which brings... Which adds The Exorcist to the throbbing Horror Hall of Fame, which is any movie that gets a perfect rating from both me and Brett. And I keep forgetting to read these, so the year three entries into The Hall of Fame, because I'm not reading all of them, are Fright Night, The Thing, Ghostbusters, Frankenstein, Terrifier 2, and The
1: Exorcist. Hell yeah. And
0: that's what I think I got on this one pretty much, man. I mean, you guys have probably seen it before. If not, take this chance, even after you listen to us, go check it out for the first time. It's I've almost guarantee you, you will not regret it.
1: No, even if you think that this is one of those movies that's been memed to death, and you know every little bit about it, it's still worth going in and actually watching the real thing itself. Definitely. Yeah, unless you have anything else.
0: No, that's all I think I got.
1: All right, well, we hope that The Exorcist has left your brain throbbing with horror.
0: Oh, hey, didn't see you there. Well, that was a fun episode, wasn't it? Be sure you tune in next week for another fun episode. And be sure to check out all our social medias. Just look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin. I hear the guy that runs them is really great.